0: I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Oh, I'm going to get worked up. I'm already worked up. I'm already worked up because I forgot to turn something off in the studio, and I was already worked up, and halfway through the show, and a phone call came through. So, (laughs) I was, I was, I'm going to get worked up. So for those of you who enjoy that, as some of you do, I know when you reach out, uh, get ready because cause it's coming. <laughs> so, uh, oh my gosh. I know how worked up about a show I'm going to get by how much I yell at my wife when I'm reading something. <laughs> my poor wife. My poor wife. You know, she's listened to my lunacy about health and wellness for so long. And, you know, I read studies and articles everywhere in my truck, at hockey games, kids events, at home and in my studio in my office. And unfortunately for her, I happen to read this article and then this study at home. And this is, you know, I I think I am going to add to my list of New Year's resolutions that i'm gonna get more worked up <laughs> in these podcasts i'm a nice person i focus on the positive you know my years of endurance events my years of of just training and experience has I, I always focus on the positive and i think i know i'm often i don't know if too nice it's probably accurate i'm too nice when it comes to these topics and these articles i often don't And I'm not going to give you, like, the author's name of this one article. I don't feel the need, but I often – I'm too nice. (laughs) That's it. No more. No more. So for those of you who like me getting worked up, uh, here you go. Welcome to uh, what's going to be a harbinger of things to come in 2023. All right? And so, yeah, I'm reading first the article and then the study – my wife was upstairs working and I'm just yelling up at her as I'm reading from the study. Just poor her. <laughs> and this is why I'm so happy that I have this podcast. I had the radio show for years. which was really cool because I would take live calls. So that was a little different. Uh, now with the podcast, it just allows me to, to vent. And guess what? My venting is going to help you. It's such a win-win. <laughs> I get to like work out those frustrations and you get to learn. And so I actually read this article first and thought, I'm just going to do a podcast about this article. And then what I do, you know, you read the article, it's based on a study oftentimes. So read the article, then I click through to the study. (laughs) I read the study, and I, I said, oh my gosh, there's no way I can do, you know, both. Well, I'm going to, but I'm going to touch on the article, but it's going to be about the study because the study takes my breath away. You know, the study is, I'm going to start using terms that I don't normally use because, you know, told not to <laughs> growing up. It's the stupidest study I've ever read. There you go. To be scientific about it. It really is. And and it, it, it takes a lot for me to say that. No study is perfect. They're far from it. That's why at the end of a study, a good study will have, what, a section on limitations. This one had one. (sighs) Took my breath away even more. But the problem, people, is the messaging. And and there's a lot here, but there isn't. You know, (laughs) there is, but there isn't. You know, it came up with that line, "In, in health and wellness, the simple is made complex and the complex is made simple. And, yeah, You know there's a lot of podcasts with a lot of fancy words and things like that and i'm trying to give you all that you need to know and that you can use right away we have one life we have limited time don't want to waste our money and so i'm i'm always trying to condense this down which is why i even shortened the shows you know and when i shorten the shows people are going why are you doing that keep them longer 30 minutes for these type of shows about an hour, depending on who the person is for interviews, and then ten minutes for the fit tips. There you go, going to be consistent, right? But this, this is this is, it's going to take my breath away a lot. So, all right, here we go. Reading the daily, you know, uh, do my Google search for exercise, nutrition, news, everything, what's current, and this one comes up first. The article titled. Eat less, move more doesn't actually work for weight loss, according to a new study. Most people are gonna stop there. Most people are gonna go, oh, oh my gosh. But I hear that all the time. My doctor tells me that, my trainer tells me that. And most people aren't gonna read past that. That's it. And so you're thinking it's the physiological, right? That, wait a minute, the the energy, the, the, the Newton's laws and calories in, calories out, and all the BS that you're constantly, pun intended, fed from quote unquote social media experts, some doctors, we're gonna talk about doctors, studies about doctors. I just, you know, I've used the survivor example so many times and just heard on the news this morning, maybe many of you did too. I'm not a survivor person, TV show, but one in the million dollars, is donating it to a charity, but he said he lost 38 pounds on Survivor. And that's what I've seen. How many seasons have there been? Like 20, 30, 40, I don't even know. Almost every single person loses a ridiculous amount of weight on Survivor. Why? Because they're eating less and they're moving more. There you go. I mean, is that an oversimplification? Yeah, but no. Yes, but no. (sighs) So that was the headline. Eat less, move more. doesn't actually work for weight loss according to a new study. So people right away are going to be confused about the basic laws of like the world. Thermodynamics, energy, calories in, calories out, energy expenditure. That's a problem. And I'm just going to read you the subtitle and one short paragraph from this article. And then we're going right to the study. Article's bad, but the study's worse. All right, subtitle. This superficial advice may do more harm than good. A new study suggests if you actually want to see the scale shift here's what to keep in mind and then the paragraph well it's like second or third says but for millions of americans including most of the 42 percent of adults who fall under the umbrella of obesity uh which is in quotation marks and i would argue for a reason uh by potentially inaccurate body mass index standards bmi I'm gonna come back to that in one second a doctor's visit can be overflowing with uncomfortable moments That's all I'm going to read you from this article. And right away as I'm reading this article, first of all, I know from the headline itself, the bias. But I'm not quite sure how deep the bias runs by the author, the writer. And then a couple paragraphs in, this one included, I'm like, here we go. By potentially inaccurate body mass index standards. What that person is saying, and there is a link to something. I didn't even go because I don't need to go. I know what they're saying. They're saying that body mass index, which is basically height and weight, there's square, squared and meters and stuff like that. It's height and weight. I am obese or overweight, depending on my weight, what I'm training for. At any given time, I'm, I'm overweight or obese by BMI standards. But that is because I have more muscle. Do I have some body fat? Of course, depending on time of year, it's more than, more than uh, others. But it's not an issue when I go to my GP Because my body fat is lower. Okay, so what this writer is alluding to is that, but is that the issue? Do we have enough people to say that BMI doesn't work for the vast majority of people? I mean, there's a tiny percentage that fall into that category because of muscle and not body fat. I would love and can't wait for the day when that's not the case. That's not today we're not even remotely close. So to include that in there, guess what? The people who need to know, like myself, or or bodybuilders, whatever it is, they know. But the people who need to believe that their BMI is a, is a problem, you just confuse them. Not okay. And let me just touch on for one quick second, and again, like, go in there in 2023. A doctor's visit can be overflowing with uncomfortable moments. Yeah, for everybody. Physiologically, psychologically, not fun. But guess what? We need to have those conversations. I did the whole interview with um, Steve Magnus about do hard things, the comfort crisis with uh, Michael Easter. You know what's difficult? Getting a diagnosis of cancer. You know what's difficult? Being diagnosed with a disease, having issues like that. So I get it and I'm uncomfortable when I go to the doctor for many reasons. But there was even a push. Don't want to go there. Don't want to go deep there. bunch of articles not too long ago that doctors shouldn't discuss weight with patients. Okay, just going to leave it at that. Okay, let's let's focus on the things we can control, right, when it comes to comfort and discomfort so that's the that's the article i'm not even gonna go into it anymore because it's the study and the study is the article same thing they just kind of regurgitated uh the findings and and twisted them a little bit but you didn't that's the difference you didn't have to twist them (laughs) they're that bad all right so here's the uh the article or the um study just came out like a little over a week ago december 2022 family practice and the title is, What Advice Do General Practitioners Give to People Living with Obesity to Lose Weight? A Qualitative Content Analysis of Recorded Interactions. I'm going to read you the abstract real quickly, and then I'm going to pull out a bunch of the bullet points that make sense, and then I'm going to pull it all together. All right? So uh, the abstract, the background, guidelines recommend general practitioners take every opportunity to talk to people living with obesity about their weight. First of all, not true. Uh, As I just said, (laughs) you know, there's a huge push that you're not allowed to talk to people about their weight, uh, including doctors. And here's a doozy, too, that they refute themselves later on. And evidence shows even very brief advice is associated with weight loss. That sentence alone, when you hear the rest of this study, basically refutes what they're saying. But I, but I, I will go on. However, little is known about what GPs say when giving brief behavioral advice. And if it reflects evidence-based recommendations for people living with obesity to understand what behavioral advice GPs give, we categorize the content and delivery of GP's advice during brief interventions. I'm gonna clarify all this shortly methods qualitative content analysis was applied to 159 audio recordings of consultations from the brief interventions for weight loss trial where gps gave brief weight loss advice to patients with high body mass index essentially they specify i uh, don't need to uh similar content was grouped into descriptive clusters results the results comprised four clusters illuminating different aspects of the advice given. Content of diet and physical activity advice showing this was highly varied. Okay, don't forget that. Content of implementation tips given to support changes, for example, using smaller plates. Mm, I did a whole podcast on that. It's kind of, that's decent advice, get okay, back to that too. Content of signposting support either towards further clinician support, recommending out, remember that or other resources Uh, for example information booklets style of advice delivery showing GPS rarely gave personalized advice or reasons for the advice conclusions weight loss advice from GPS to patients with obesity rarely included effective methods mostly uh, communicating a general eat less do more approach advice was mostly generic and rarely tailored to patients existing knowledge and behaviors effectiveness of brief weight loss advice could be improved if gps were given clear guidance on evidence-based recommendations now let me say right up front do i think our interactions with our gps are perfect not even close they're too short they're too short <laughs> like that first and foremost they're too short but without getting really deep into it most doctors zero exercise and nutrition background it's not what they study. There's a push to have doctors have more nutrition uh, background. And a couple organizations pushed back against it. The exercise component? No. Little if any. Unless, unless something's changed, which I'm pretty sure it hasn't. I have many friends who are GPs. Many friends who are uh, you know specialized uh, doctors have specialties. I'm oftentimes pretty amazed where um, <laughs> they're confused when it comes to exercise and nutrition. I'm, not, I'm just going to say that, okay? But that doesn't mean that the eat less, move more doesn't actually work for weight loss. Maybe on a behavioral side, and I will get there, but that's not what people read. That's not what people hear. And that's not the way the world works. And what you're going to hear in this brief <laughs> <laughs> just tearing apart of this study is they constantly contradict themselves saying it's too general. It's too specific. It's too general. It's too varied as far as the advice from the doctor. So to clarify what I just read, basically what they did was they had a huge group. It was over a thousand uh, that because of the way studies work, got whittled down to under 200, 200 people who are overweight or obese, going to their GPs, and they put a microphone, a recorder, in the room that both could see. Okay? And then they recorded what advice the doctor gave to the patient. There's a problem right there, people, but I'll get back to that. And then they, as I said in the abstract, had four clusters, kind of vague in themselves, on what kind of advice the doctors gave. And then they judged that. It was pretty all over the place, okay? And as you would probably expect, doctors gave a lot of different kinds of advice. And uh, again, I'm going to defend the research in that like doctors talked about gluten-free and intermittent fasting and, and in places, according to what I read, where they probably shouldn't have and didn't have the requisite knowledge about what they were talking about. I mean, one talked about gluten-free um, flour because it was less sugar. <laughs> like, again, wow. Okay. Uh, and it, some specific examples, just going to read you from the study. One doctor said, be careful what you eat and follow proper dietary advice. That's kind of good. Okay, is it vague? Of course. Is there anything inaccurate? No. Nope. Now, this one I'm not okay with. (laughs) Not really. One doctor said, I think, yeah, just try and reduce your carbohydrates next. Now, I would argue, say, process. Don't let them believe that all carbs are bad. But that was another absolutely verbatim uh, piece of advice that one of the doctors gave. Um, And another doctor, we do one more, said, sometimes it can be worth, you know, you can get these little apps for your phone, which can Calorie count and sometimes that can be quite useful to try to get an idea of how much you're eating and then how many calories are in it. That's not bad advice. That's not bad advice. Okay? And then they gave advice on physical activity. Uh here's one. I'm gonna read you a couple more, uh, when it comes to like physical activity and things like that. Uh, doctor verbatim, increase your physical activity safely and in moderation. And that's going to help you from a medical point of view. Wait till you hear the what the researchers came to the conclusion of uh, striding up a hill will burn more calories than running on the flat. It's all pretty darn good, especially when they don't really have training in it. And one more. Otherwise, it's a question of portion control, really, and trying to get as much exercise as your joints will allow. That's specific stuff, people. And that's pretty darn good. And let me just keep this to a half hour. Do you think if you put a microphone, a tape recorder in a room that changes a little bit what people are going to say? For the positive or the negative? This shows you why studies are so hard when it comes to exercise and nutrition. And this is a really unique uh, study. Like, what do doctors say to their patients? But ideally, you don't let them know that they're being recorded. And you have some doctors that are recorded and some that aren't. The design of the study, I would say, that's just a small part of it. (sighs) completely flawed, um, completely flawed, but I'm going to get to the specifics now of what they said. So let me pull out the the bullet points. Uh, they said, uh, a a recent systematic review and thematic synthesis of perceptions about discussing weight loss highlighted that clinicians reported a lack of knowledge about what advice they should give patients and feel poorly trained on the topic. So this was looking back at other studies. So wait a minute doctors being honest they're going wait we, we don't really know we're not, we're not told what to say and we're not really trained in it that's being honest now here's where we get into some major problems though with the the researchers they say and i quote the notion that small changes in behavior can have large law wa- see i'm getting worked up let start over Whew. The notion that small changes in behavior can have large weight loss impact is a common myth. I'm going to read you a handful of these, and then we're going to be done. Like, took my breath away. They don't back up almost any of these. They have a couple links to studies that are not worth even going to. The notion that small changes in behavior can have large weight loss impact is a common myth. I mean, the bias of these researchers is, is like so front and center it's frightening. So what are they What are they saying? Okay, instead of a small change of behavior, so we want you to go walk 10,000 steps a day if you're walking 1,000 now, or we want you to walk 20,000 steps. We want huge changes in behavior right away. So really a notion that small changes in behavior over time, they'll leave that, word, that wording out, can have large weight loss impact. Every single person that I have had on the show and interviewed over the years who have made ch- major changes in their lives have done small changes. Oh, I started bringing my lunch to work. I started walking home all that advice that you have been given from people like me getting worked up about taking the stairs parking farther away yeah to start it all works no one does it very few do it because we we have the extremes we have the fad diets we have the ridiculously hard workouts that like I could stop there but uh, but I but I'm not going to because they go on so that right there so so we want huge changes in behavior according to that is a common myth Myth. Oh it's getting it me angry. Another common myth in our finding was that patients needed the right mindset to lose weight. I'm just gonna stop there. How many of you know what you need to do? Eat better, move more. It's the motivation. That's what that's why I did my master's in sports psychology. That's why I just finished another program in human behavior we know what to do and we're gonna get there so it's not about the right mindset is that why at new year's like everyone goes okay i'm gonna do this now i'm gonna finally do it and what do they do they don't do small changes in behavior they do huge changes they get hurt they get burnt out and another year they feel bad about themselves i mean this is like so frightening let me keep going though limited time uh, the prevalence of a general eat less, do more messaging from clinicians exemplifies their lack of knowledge of effective advice. With a lack of specific training to counter these persistent, pervasive, unscientific messages, clinicians may perpetuate them. Are you effing? There we go. I've never, like, kidding me. I, I spared you a lot of the data, but I, I pulled one piece. So there was 159 consultations that they recorded. Again, thousands. This is such a flawed study, in my opinion, in so many ways. But uh, they say, one of the most common things that GPs did, 121 out of 159, almost, you know, what's the math? 80% somewhere around there, 70%, was to suggest that patients seek further support to help them pursue losing weight. Are you effing kidding me? If you have kids listening, I'm sorry, kids. But I'm getting worked up. So they're saying, wait, we don't have the requisite knowledge. We don't have the requisite training. And even if we do, we give you some basic advice. But yeah, go see a nutritionist. Go see a registered dietitian. Go find a really great personal trainer. Seek further support. Are you kidding me? Most... (laughs) And they go on, most advice was superficial, that's in quotes, comprising unilaterally delivered content, which was not personalized to patients, unless prompted by the patients in their response to the general advice. How much personal responsibility is here, people? So what they're saying is, it wasn't personalized until someone asked for personalized advice. I, 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 I'm going to need to go run like 20 miles after this is done. One final thing. Uh, they say, we found that when GPs were more specific than do more, do less, the advice given was highly varied. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> like, I'm that, I'm that, like, wait, you, you're saying it's too general? What, what was the line right before that? Comprising unilaterally delivered content. It's like these people didn't even read their own research or what they wrote, their own uh, study. Comprising unilaterally delivered content, which was not personalized to patients. Then we found that when GPs were more specific, like do more, eat less, the advice was highly varied. Yeah, because you want it personalized. Now, you could make the argument, well, when they say varied, they're talking. No, I just read you what a bunch of the advice was. Doctors are trying to do their best. It's very weird for me now to be defending doctors in this way. But it's, it's the whole personal responsibility thing that's out the window. And I get it. I get it. Weight loss, challenging, but it's challenging because of this garbage. It's challenging because of the industry. It's challenging because of people who have no business giving advice, not doctors, they're saying, go find, here's, here's the basic advice. Yes, you need to expend more energy and you need to fill your body with better food and fewer calories. And guess what? There are other resources. I'm going to point you in those directions. Here's a pamphlet. Got to be kidding me. <laughs> Two more lines. And then I'm going to wrap it up. They say in the study, people are often aware of what they could do to lose weight, but require strategies and support to enact these behaviors. Let me back up. Let me back up. Another common myth in our finding was that patients needed the right mindset to lose weight mindset and behavioral strategies uh they go hand in hand and they're saying they know they need to move people need to move more and eat less and i know that many of you are struggling with this which is why i get so worked up let me read it again though people are often aware of what they could do you just said in this whole study that people are clueless, basically going to their doctor for specific advice, but not specific. They don't want it varied. They want it tailored to them, but they know what to do. But they require social net. So now, it's not that the doctor is not giving the advice of move more, <laughs> do less. Which, that's probably what the what's the awareness? What's the aware? It, uh, you know, I'm getting like, this is this is the most worked up about anything I've ever read, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. So what's that awareness? I want to just speak to these researchers. What's the awareness? That they should move more and do and, and consume better foods? Or is there something I'm totally missing? Is it that they should take pharmaceutical drugs? Is that they should go on a restrictive diet that doesn't work long term? Or should they make small changes over time and seek out support from people other than their doctor when their doctor is saying, here's the basics? Here's the basics. And now let me try to help point you in the right direction because I got like eight minutes and, and there should be longer. And listen, I wish doctors had more time and more expertise, but I find this whole study repulsive. And here's the final reason. This is in bold and I've never done this in my notes before. I put a box around it. It's in bold red with a box around it. Our analysis identifies that clinicians Mostly do not provide effective advice. Mostly do not provide effective advice, but it gets better. And so even if patients were to follow the advice, they would most they would be unlikely to lose weight. I, I, I actually put an expletive in parentheses. I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm going to go over. I have to go over for this episode a little bit. I'm going to be a little bit over 30 minutes. Like... Oh. I wish I had a heart rate monitor on right now. I have it on my wrist. Inaccurate. Well, actually, <laughs> our analysis, identif- your analysis, analysis, completely subjective. What they decided was important. What they decided was good advice. Based on what? And here's, <laughs> definitely going over. Our analysis identified that clinicians mostly do not provide effective advice. Mostly do not. And so do you realize uh, p- people who have no, if you have no idea how to read a study, do you realize what this line means? So even if patients were to follow the advice, so in other words, they didn't follow up. <laughs> they don't, some of these 100 and what was 159 people, they may have been successful. At, at, they, there was no like, and six months later, we followed up to see if these people had lost weight. Six months later, we followed up to see if they were at the gym, hired a trainer, went to a nutritionist there's nothing that I could find it, this is this is like this is crazy town this is absolute crazy town and <laughs> one final, I keep saying one final A fir- so under their limitations there's one that I pulled I, like uh, there's one that I pulled <laughs> a further limitation was that participating clinicians were encouraged to provide weight loss advice in around 30 seconds. I, 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 I'm speechless. They limited <laughs> what did, they wanted the doctors to do everything that they said, provide personalized nutrition, exercise, motivation advice in 30 seconds or less. speechless and I, I ran over and, and like that bothers me unbelievable people unbelievable I'm gonna finish with this though this is kind of cool I pulled another headline that I came across same study here's what's wrong with the media when it comes to extra, so many things but same exact study So, the one I read you, headline was Eat less, move more doesn't actually work for weight loss. Okay? Same study. Here's a headline from, I would argue, a better uh, publication, but nonetheless Doctors' weight loss advice to people with obesity is unscientific and vague. Same study. It's unbelievable. It's hard not to get frustrated and, and uh, I'm already frustrated, depressed at where we're going. And it's getting harder and harder to put out the be- the right information in the publishing world. I keep talking about that. I don't want to go deep into that, but it just is. So I'm going to do what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to get worked up because my, my goal is for all of us. It's a great line, actually. Three words. Live better, longer. You can put live longer, better. (laughs) Live better, longer. Live longer lives and quality within those years. And this is not okay. Like, we can't... Let me say it once, at least in this podcast. We can't be PC about health. It will literally kill you. And I get it. It's really hard... To speak to an audience that I know is struggling with these things. But we got to get uncomfortable. And I want to get you results. That's the thing. And you can get results, but you can't get there if you follow advice and programs and people that don't know what the heck they're talking about and are biased beyond belief. And I'm being nice, they're also not not really smart. I said it. It's not okay. We're not selling shoes. You're keeping people from living their best lives. You're keeping people uncomfortable. If you make small changes, over time, things happen. Good things. If you make huge changes, Rarely does. Rarely does. Oh my God, I got to read it one more time. So even if patients were were to follow the advice, they would be un, unlike, that's a study? That's a study? It's not a study. It's garbage. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> oh, I got to take a nap no. See, that's the difference. I know I need to get it out. Exercise. We're going to talk about the catharsis hypothesis, too. It's thing I was studying recently about how, like, certain ways to blow off steam and, and what's conventional wisdom about uh, one way that's supposedly positive is not. But I digress. Uh, again, Tom H. Fit Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> reach out. Questions, comments. Uh, this is a brand new feed. If you can support it by following it, subscribing comments whatever you want to do to help is greatly appreciated uh teamholland.com is the website fitnessdisrupted.com you can email me through there okay i'm gonna start like i'm not taking advertisers uh at least now for a while. Um, So I'm going to pitch my own little products here (laughs) that can help you. Uh, But these are fun ones. So two new brand brand new things I did. Cameo, I don't know if any of you use that, but if you're like doing a race or you have someone who's, you know, done a workout program or needs like a shout out, uh, I am on there now to do that, to just help motivate you. Um, You know, and if you accomplish something and you have someone who followed a a plan or read a book and, you know, did a race, whatever. Uh, I am on Cameo. I'm also in the next day or two going to be on the skiller app s-k-i-l-l-r um and that's where one-on-one if you want to book some time and it's just by the minute uh if you have a question you know questions about whatever um and you want one-on-one advice a uh, skiller app uh, i will be on there as well um so just two uh other ways to kind of interact um and again i'm just going to bring you the best information people that's my bias i i i i don't want to be uh yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Because uh, remember, uh, three. So yeah, I'm, I'm tired now. <laughs> My heart rate's going down. Oh, there are three things we all control, and I don't ever want you to forget that. Which is why I say it at the end. If they, if people take away hope, if people take away your, your belief that you can change, it's over. And I won't allow that to happen because we all control three things: how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind. And that is awesome. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself.